Alright, thank you for tuning in. Once again, this is Jinsomia Nights and I am your host, M. Jack Pacheco. Joining me tonight is Mr. Lorenzo Angeles. Hello, Enzo. How are you tonight? What's up, guys? Um, pretty good, pretty good. And our guest for tonight is actually acquainted with Mr. Enzo Angeles. He's from Bacolod and due to circumstances, he's had a brush with the authorities, you might say, which is why... He has requested to be hidden uh, behind the alias, Bin. So let's just call him Bin. Hello, Bin. How are you tonight? Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. What's up, Bin? It's good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Bin. Uh, I'm still pursuing my studies and... Um, I've been good since six. I've been good. Mm-hmm. So what are you studying now then? Um, I'm still studying graphic designs. Mm, I see, I see. And um, I'm still doing that on my free time. Alright, so it's like a passion for you. Yeah, it's my passion. Uh, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> but tell us uh, something about uh, what happened with you and the authorities. You said uh, you were in jail, you were in prison for a time. Yeah, I've been only in in, in prison, not literally in jail. So uh I I was caught with um illegal substances. So but it's It's really a complicated matter. Mm. Yikes. Uh, because um, I was only there for a month. I see. I see. That must be rough, man. I mean, what's it like mm. being in like... Yeah, it it was... It was pretty rough for me because... um. Uh, I was like... 21 years old when I was caught. So it's pretty... Uh, it's a pretty early age for that experience. Well, what age were you then? Yeah. Um, 21. I was 21. 21. You said, uh, how, how long ago was that again? Sorry. That's pretty uh, Two years ago. It was two years ago. Two years ago. And you were actually... You were, you were actually caught doing... Something no. something illegal with the substances, as you said. Oh yeah. Did you? How was how how did it happen though? Oh okay, so. I I won't I would go into details on what's the uh, what's ha- what are what really happened on that time, but. Um, I will I will just talk about the experience on what's the feeling on, how. Uh, when the police approached me. Okay, okay, so when they approached me, I really don't know what to do because I was really um blacked out for that moment. Like, I really don't know that I will say what's my rights, what's um uh how to avoid it, and anything. I really blacked out. Were you intoxicated then? <sighs> No, no, I was not. So you remember it pretty clearly then? 
yeah, it's it's pretty clear to me. Mm-hmm. I imagine you just froze when the police approached you, right? I mean, everybody probably would. Mm. Yeah. But were you actually carrying? Yeah, I just froze. Were you actually carrying illegal substances, though? No, uh, actually, it was, it was my, uh, it was my my companion who was caught with the substance and everything, and I was, I was, like on the collateral damage of his doing. Mm, I see. Oh man. So you've cleared your name already. Yeah, we cleared our, my name, but. The experience was pretty rough. Uh, the worst thing about it is when the news reporters arrive, like all the lights flashing at you, people looking at you. Uh, they they thought you're really a bad guy and everything, and you can talk your way out of it, which is yeah. pretty rough because like there are like. 20 medias and like 10 policemen arrive one at a time. Wow. Must have been quite a scene. It was really a scene. <laughs> but how yeah. did your family take it though? Yeah, I was... Actually, my family knew knew about this the morning after because uh, the authorities won't let me contact them. So, I was really bummed out and I, uh, obviously, I was scared that I'm I might go in there for a long time, so everything flashed by my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what happened to you inside while you were there for? You said one month, right? Yeah, I was there for one month. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. Of the experiences, like some are funny, some are dark, some are really rough. That. There are times you think that, wow, like it's a privilege to to have to to have some money, because some they're like literally in the slums in the Philippines, like they really don't know what to do there because they don't they can't pay for the attorneys and everything. So it was really mixed emotions inside care to share one of those experiences yes what were those funny and dark moments oh man like if it's alright some of the ex- okay let's put that first at the, the funny moments like some funny moments are the things that you you see there like they'll make you laugh Let, like I think it's part of the Filipino culture that you laugh at everything, like even in the darkest times, they, we we care to laugh. So I think that's one of the good things being a Filipino inside. <laughs> like they tell jokes and everything, like nothing happened to them. So mm-hmm. for me, it's it's a good thing. But most dark m- moments are like you see. Uh, people getting beaten up with they fight more inside you you see fist fights and everything so as a, a young person back then you you th- 
like in school you want fights and everything it's funny but when where you, when you're inside and you see a lot of fighting it's like there's time that you can say that you don't want any more fights to continue yeah that's one of the hardest things were you ever part of it no i was never part because um i was the one who feed them the, their meals every day so they like they treat me well <laughs> you, you fed them meals <laughs> yeah i fed them well uh, so bro you're at their good yeah i was in the good side <laughs> yeah you were in their good side <laughs> so you would say that you, you did make some friends inside yeah i did make some friends but after yeah tell us a little bit about the good times are the good times hmm Some good um there was one what time that where like the like um the jokes they tell it's really corny like really really corny but you you laugh because it's very corny like some something like that and it's so bad <laughs> yeah like really bad jokes <laughs> Trust the Filipino to make yeah. the best out of a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Pretty Filipino thing to do. But tell us a little bit about your... Okay, so there's one experience where... Where I... Uh, where there's people going in and out. And it was really funny because when they talk to you, like, they know you, like, it's their... First time seeing me, but when they talk to me, like it seems that they know me for a long time. So, what type of people did you meet inside? Uh, it was a good thing in my part because the the crimes that they commit, it's really not that that big. Like, uh, there like there was no murder, no rape. The only thing that's good there, ah, uh, that's pretty bad there, is the big drugs going in and out. So, of all of them, were you the only one who's like, I don't know, in terms of like, uh, like, ah, uh, no, most of the people there drug related, um, are drug related, but some of my good friends there, they were caught with illegal gambling, mm. like they are the one beside me every time. Did you uh, did you learn a few things from them, like gambling wise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they taught me a few tricks, but uh, I was never given the opportunity to use them <laughs> because I don't gamble. Mm. But how are you doing now? Since it's been two years, uh, you said how's how's life for you now? Like. Have you how have you recovered from that or what sort of lessons have you learned from the experience? Yeah, actually, I really recovered. Like right now, I'm really in a good place. Like I've enrolled in. That's good to hear. In school, in school, then I I never really contacted them when I went out. Not a single one. But but if you could turn back time though, would you change what you did? Hmm. Yeah, 
Like, do you do you do you regret being in that situation? Yeah, I have regrets because um, at first I don't want to put my family in a bad place with a bad name, and regrets that I know I can finish my studies when I when I wasn't caught because um, I was enrolled that time when I was caught. Mm-hmm. So you're focusing on your studies now. So maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm focusing on it now. You said you were studying graphic design? No, uh, actually, just my hobby. Uh, um, I've been doing graphic design for like two years after I was I went out. Mm, I see. I've been a freelance graphic designer. But right now, I'm enrolled in an IT course. So how's that like now? Um, Right now... Uh, You're studying IT? No, it will start on sometime this August. But I'm really, um, I'm finally enrolled and validated. Mm, and validated? So you couldn't technically enroll? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that must, <laughs> I guess it's the price. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, I only have a few subjects left. So it will be a it will be just fast before I actually graduated. Like the extra hustle. Do you have any plans for the future like after you graduate? Yeah, I've I've plans on of going out to the country. Oh. Okay. Mm. Where do you plan to go? Uh Australia. Mm. Uh, Why? What's waiting for you in Australia? Uh, I have my friends there and some part of my family. <laughs> the la- land down under. Mm. A wonderful life. <laughs> so going back to experience with, I don't know, the whole prison thing. Um, yeah. Were there any like traumas that you've ex- like have right now due to like the dark experiences that you, you know, experienced. <laughs> yeah, my traumas. Exactly. Um, some, some traumas, like, I w- I'm sitting in a car, then, I w- at flashback, like, like some of the policemen may, might approach me and do it again. So, that's <laughs> one of my traumas. The radio. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're more, you're uh, more you, you would say that you were more, you're more cautious now with everything. Yeah, I'm more cautious. Like, it's the Philippines. You don't know what they might do. And they might actually get away with it. So, it's part of a part of my trauma. Yeah. Do you think the that's a good thing? The system here that... is pretty fucked up. Is yeah. You, know what I mean? you think that that's a good thing? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dark. From what happened, something good you took out of it? Yes, yeah, I really le- learned a lot, and I really know uh, what the justice system is here in the Philippines. Is it's that if you don't have money, you can't do anything about it. Like most of my friends, they really don't have money. They don't have. They they can't even buy their everyday food in a prison. Mm-hmm. That's very sad. To hear. Yeah. I'm curious to know though, uh, 
was it was it hard for you to start over you know turning over a new leaf a new life starting a new life doing good and being cautious avoiding the authorities um i can say that it's really hard because my friends and my family they, they really helped me through it like my friends never even judged me about the time in in prison like they teased me about it or something i never really actually heard it coming from them like they know it's not all true what the media is telling what's what's the story going out so i really um i i really uh okay with the what's the media is telling so actually accepted that it's part of the cycle like you know people will really judge you in a in a bad way like it's here in the city it's pretty small so stories will was easily um spread out so i actually thought that it's really bad going out because they might really judge you in a bad way but actually it wasn't so mm-hmm. it was pretty easy for me to to move on and forget about the experience not actually forget but to leave it behind and accept that it really ha- it did happen and as long as you draw lessons from it would you agree yeah as long as you learn from it mm-hmm. how was your first night there actually if you mind me asking uh well the, the first night it was it was actually the one of the longest nights because um um i was brought in and they all came to me all the inmates came to me like grab all my things and everything but one policeman um scared them away so they left me in the corner and i really don't know i was planning on what to say to my parents what to say to my friends and my girlfriend at that time so that's really that's really bad um many things are going through my mind so i was actually actually called my parents at 6 a.m so it was pretty it was really a long night when you were sent to prison did you did you feel that you you were responsible for it alone that you were you know that you deserve to be there and it was for yeah, your own yeah. good or your benefit yeah i i think i think it's really um i never really blamed anyone for uh, what happened uh, of course i blamed the other guy who was with me because without without him i wasn't in jail <laughs> but i i never really blamed um my friends or anything uh, because again, um yeah. i think i was really going down there in a bad in a bad place so i think it's an eye opener like you should do um i was really going down in the dark and that that day or in in that time of my life but when i was caught like i told myself like i should really 
I should really go um I should really change my life now for the better. Like I I never really appreciated what they're doing. Um what my parents and my friends are are doing are helping me but when I was caught then it was the time that I I realized that I was um I should feel special like because I was in um they were with me they never judged me and they helped me through all of it so um going back to uh, about going back around to life being in prison um how was were there any like unique justice like how they uh like the, how how was the justice system there how did they like treat like your fellow prisoners one thing that i should really tell you uh because it's really important is that when you don't have money in the philippines in the philippines justice system and they know like you can see people like um in the like they dressed really poorly or something the police they treat them really badly which is um which struck me the most because um I never re- realized that I was uh I was really blessed if you have to have this kind of life compared to them because the they were really treated badly and they don't have even food or something so I think that that really struck out in the Philippine justice system is that if you don't have enough money to provide for what the police wants or what the justice system wants and you may be committed with a false crime or something so yeah that's it uh it's really you should really feel blessed to have uh education and some and even food to eat every day was there a time though that you ever did you ever feel threatened by any of the other inmates that you felt that they were gonna, you know, harm you or fight you or, yes, harm you physically, stuff like that. Surprisingly, not even once because uh, most in- inmates will be intimidated or be shy or even shy to approach you because if um, I was the one providing for their food every day, so they're shy or intimidated or they mostly they even protect me from other inmates kind of kind of like good fellas <laughs> huh yeah <laughs> it's a good side nge. <laughs> yeah uh i know um besides yung, besides the first day what was like one of the worst nights that you've experienced there mm-hmm. um my worst night was i think it was my last night because um there was a time like we have a really small um bathroom which five people came in um in line and they all took a dump and on that night there was no water so it it just piled up and it really stinks <laughs> <laughs> so um we, we don't have water to flush it out so I think that's pretty. Uh, that's really one of the worst nights, and I was really I could imagine. relieved when on the next day 
I went out. <laughs> Would you say that that's also the funniest story you could share from from inside? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny to tell, but when you're but when you're in there, <laughs> it's funny to tell. But <laughs> yeah, if you're in the experience. Uh, you really want to go out <laughs> just even for story. one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the first thing you? I'm actually curious. What was the first thing you did, or on your last night, or while while you were still in prison? What was the first <laughs> yeah. thing you imagined you, you you were gonna do? What's the one thing that you wanted to do once you got out? Actually, uh, I have really many things planned in mind to do when I went out, but most of them will tell me that what you're planning will never. You can never really do it, like on what's on your mind on when you went out on the first day, and it's true because I I, I was thinking when I went out I will hug the streets <laughs> and shout, but I never really did it because um, I just want to go home on the first on the first day. I hear sirens, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's me. Nagpaparamdam kay Ben. <laughs> but uh, you were you were there for a month, right? You said. Yeah. I imagine that felt like a really long time. Yeah, it's what really... did you do though to pass the time? Uh, I I was really looking forward uh, to the meals, uh, my friends and my parents brought me, and I think that's. Um, so the routine is every month, uh, every day, every morning, uh, there's a visiting hour, lunch and dinner. So I was really, I was really looking forward to the visiting hours and at night when they tell stories and everything. And even at night, because most of the inmates were... We're caught in the in the midnight or, or during the night. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that just keep me going, and uh, reading a book inside. Because <laughs> uh, I was, uh, my friends and my, uh, most of my friends brought me books to read, just to pass time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wholesome. <laughs> At least something to keep you busy. But how was like I know. Uh, I remember in the previous recording. Uh, you mentioned like how it was like a hassle being in prison while it was in mascara. Yeah, mm. mascara. What's that? If you guys don't know what mascara is, it's like the it's like mm, the atiatihan in Bacolod, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a festival. In mascara. Um, it was really um, full. It was full, fully packed. Like some of the inmates, they, some of the people that are caught, they uh, were sleeping outside of the cell because it's really fully packed. Like the the size of the of the cell is like good for um, ten people. But there were 30 of us inside. And 
Wow. There were like 20 people How the outside hell did every we all night. Fit? <laughs> yeah, most of them are standing sleeping. <laughs> but I was never moved from my position. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like all of us at one point in our lives, you all sleep while standing. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried that. <laughs> 30 people though. <laughs> How were you? Uh, how how what? How, how were you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, but uh, did you have a did you have a sort of community inside prison? Because you know, uh, we hear stories that uh, you know there's a community happening inside. You know, people have a barter system. You know, people trade with the wardens, cigarettes, mm, cigarettes, <laughs> and alcohol as the currency. Oh uh, yeah, like there there was. Some there were frats in inside the prison. Like if you have a tattoo of that frat, uh, and they have connection problems. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Thirty people, man. How the hell Actually, would you yeah. feed? Th- like I can't imagine it, dude. Thirty people in a ten-man cell. <laughs> How can you sleep though, with all those people around? I guess exhaustion. You just yeah, pass especially out. Especially the smell. And it's ma- And people, people are probably drunk there, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're probably like some people who are like vomiting or like probably uncomfortable, mm-hmm. man. You know, our prison system is really one of the most important things that the government has to address. True. I mean, if you're like really rich, the the perks that you have, you know, I guess in a way it, it applies. It applies in like our communities, mm-hmm. like even if we're not in prison, like. You know, I don't want to get too political, yes. but you know, it's getting there, <laughs> getting there. It's always the upper echelons of society that gets treated. Mr. Bin? Still not. Uh, connection problems. Uh... The internet's been really acting up. Yeah, I think it's the rain. Or probably yeah. God. Tama na internet. Tama na yan. Yeah. Tama na yung mga ASMR mo. <laughs> Inside joke, guys. <laughs> you don't even get it. <laughs> Do you think, Enzo, na they had this also parang ano, naging sweet-sweet din sila na they give each other haircuts, you know. <laughs> they got so bored. <laughs> oh, uh, uy, pare! Haba nyo ng buhok mo, ah. <laughs> Or paano din yung, ano, like, yung, you think about, like, yung shit piling up? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't imagine, I can't imagine. That's why, when, imagine the smell, gago. <laughs> shit. Well. <laughs> it's more fun in the Philippines. <sighs> you know, we have. Probably hard. We have internet problems and. Sewage problems, prison problems. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> it's more fun though. See, <laughs> the chocolate hills of Bahal. 
The Pagsanahan Falls, a perfect cone mayon volcano. See the white sand beaches, the beaches of Boracay, Puerto Galera, and Siargao. See this all, this magnificent sights. It's always fun in the Philippines. We're open to tourists. Open 9 to 5. Chinese Standard Time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, what happened to Ben, though? Yeah, yeah. I think he has connection problems. So, oh. Judging from our secret group chat, nawalan daw ng internet. Okay. Uh, so, how was, like, Mascara? Uh, so, how was Mascara or what is Mascara? No. Like, what's uh, happening what in Macaulay during like, Mascara? How was, like, prison life when, uh, when it was in, when it was in Mascara? Since there are a lot of, like, you know, wild parties. So, that means, yeah. Yeah, prison life is, so basically my, Um, the station I was in is the only station that they put they, they, they put all the the lawbreakers uh, during the mascara in that one big street party into where I am where I am at so the cell is just good for 10 persons 10 to 12 persons and there were there was like 30 of us. So it's really cramped up, and like there were twenty outside, um, who were detained also during the mascara season. So, um, I really, um, it was really, uh, it was really full. Like some of them are just sleep sleeping while standing. Some are crouching, and but I I was really um lucky that that my place they didn't move any of my place, so I was still sleeping like the position like there was like in a in a full sleeping position so. Yeah. Well, I was really could, lucky to like, have that. Squeeze the little like space, pa. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, uh, I was re- I was really th- um. Oh. I was just thinking that I should just get through this night, because um, you really can't sleep well because, for like, if you have fallen asleep for like five minutes, then someone will. Go inside, and there's really loud party music outside. So, I just really want to sleep, or and get through the night, because um, during during the the day, some of them were already um, sent home. So there was space. So um, there was little space. So I was really thinking that um, I should just sleep through it even though it's really disturbing and really uncomfortable i'm imagining the scene right now actually i'm i'm curious to know what 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 sort of things were going through your mind as this scene was playing out you were 
you know, cram all cramped up within inside a prison cell, like twenty to thirty people. Uh, some people are sleeping, standing up, as you said. Some people are crouching. Some people are shitting at the other end of the cell. I'm curious to know what's going on through your mind as this scene was playing out, as the scene was happening. Um. Oh, actually, I was never really thinking about it because uh, it really never went into my mind that I should feel regret during those times because it just made things worse. So what I did was I tried to accept all the situations that's going through and um, tried to be more comfortable um, as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually. So, what was, like, the one thing that really, like, because of, like, your experiences in prison, um, what was the one thing that really, like, stuck to you? Like, that, that, were, were, were they giving you, like, life advice and stuff? Oh, so, um, what really, um, get me through everything? The, um, the day-to-day struggle is uh, knowing that you'll be out soon. Like, um, they will know the truth and I will be out soon. So that's more of my mindset. And um, actually, I never really felt like um, I, sh- uh, I should be there long because most of my friends inside, uh, they keep telling me that Um, you'll be out soon. You have good lawyers. You can provide. Um, your family will provide you good lawyers, and you'll be out soon. So don't worry. They won't. You won't stay here long, unlike us. So, um, even though I feel sad for them, uh, I was happy that um, they still motivated me, even though uh, they are not good. Um, they're not in a good situation. So, um. Most of them were good. We're good guys. So, uh, they motivated me even though they don't have, uh, in a, they were not in a good situation. Um, like, the, I asked about, like, yung, ano, about sa, like, the, the moment that struck you, basically. Yeah, there were more, there were actually many, um, things that struck me the most Like, um, one thing that really changed my perspective was my view on spiritual spirituality was uh, with believing in God. Because um, during before I was caught, uh, I w- never really actually got to have a real connection. But when I was in there with those um, Bible readings with the pastor going in and out during. Um, random days uh, I really listened to the readings and it made me made my spirituality even uh, greater than before mm-hmm. are you a l- religious man Mr. Bin? yeah but um, I was on and off of, of being religious um, I, earlier um, in my early college days I was Yeah, religious. Then I went to not being religious. Then to being religious again. Mm-hmm. So you can say like prison really strengthened the, your faith. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it really strengthened my my beliefs and my spirituality. Mm, that's good. That's good. Do you find that? Do you find that the things that you do now, like whether it's artistic or your work, do you find that it has been affected by this overall experience from being in prison? Uh, no, not not at all. Because uh, I was really into that stuff. I just continued with, uh, I just continued them when I went out, and really went deeply into them because uh, I was planning to go to Australia, so I never really went back to school. So I was, so my attention is, um. Is undivided when I work with them. But I'm actually curious to know, since I've heard from Enzo and the others that uh, <laughs> before going to prison, you were actually a student of good standing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually curious, how does a student, how does a student with good standing, with good grades, go from that to being in prison? Yeah. Well, what, what happened, happened man? Yeah. Do like. I think that it was like more. Many of my friends were actually um, shocked or they were really caught off guard when the news broke out. But um, yeah, it's part of the of my um, mindset that uh, things happen and I just really stuck with them and uh, I just accepted the situation. So, um, how was I when, uh, before I was in prison, um, actually, I was really flunking out of my grades and I don't know, I think more of bad habits, undisciplined, um, I was really undisciplined with myself. So, um, I think it's an eye opener when I went to prison to... Not really go back to my old self, but to be a better version of myself. In what way, though? Like, what are the new things that you've seen or continue to see after, you know, you've opened your eyes since you said this is an eye opener? I think more of how things are really in the outside world, like um, the reality of it. Uh, should be more disciplined. I was more focus on my goals after and really try to prove them that try to prove the haters wrong and <laughs> prove them wrong also myself bro. i tried to <laughs> yeah, that you can be in a in a bad situation and still you know be a better version out of it yeah so that's basically out of all these bad experiences that you've been through the past two years What's the what's the one important thing that you can draw from it from this past life that you lived that you can that you can apply to your life now? Mm, more of being responsible and be happy with uh, try to live life. Also, that's it. Before before I was really a happy person. But when uh, things go bad, I really went into the dark. Um, so I try to be a better, ver- um, try to still be a happy person. That's good. That's good. Because you know, I think it's, I think it's important to draw from our past. As long as 
you don't let it draw from you. Exactly. Well said. That's so true. anyway, I think uh, we're running out of time for the episode. But uh, before we conclude, do you have any last minute advices or things you might want to say to the uh, audience that, or who are listening right now? Message from the haters, by. Mm-hmm. Mm, especially not um to the <laughs> haters. Um, actually, not haters to the more of the doubters that things really happen, but you you still move on and it's really an experience that they didn't try. <laughs> it's really, yeah, to be more aware of the surroundings and to, to let them know that we really have a bad gover- government. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's life. It's life. That's so life. just try to accept it. That's life. Like, you know, in the words of Frank Sinatra. That's life. <laughs> that's very, you know, it's a very beautiful mon- mantra. And, you know, in the words of my favorite writer from the 20th century, Robert Zimmerman, get busy being born or get busy dying. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you, Mr. Bin, for sharing these experiences of yours. It has been very eye-opening. It has been very eye-opening in your own words. And I wish you all the best of luck in all your endeavors in life, and especially since you're going to Australia. I wish you all the luck and best. Mate. And, and I hope we can talk again in another episode. Hopefully by that time, Hopefully by that time you'll be in Australia already. <laughs> Finally introduce yourself. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone who has tuned in. This has been Jinsomia Nights. Please make sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to our platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So you won't miss an episode. And once again, I have been M. Jack Pacheco. Enzo, are you still uh, there? Still here, man. Bye. Do you have any last minute, you know, thoughts? <laughs> so, <laughs> I love you, mom. I love you, mom, if you're listening. And anyway, catch you again <laughs> next Friday. Q, introducing our Jinsomia Nights band. <laughs>